0: Well, Scott, Carl Towns has returned to the Timberwolves lineup. You know what else is back?
1: Oh no! Stray Voltage!
0: Welcome to episode 177 of Wolvescast, a show that was watching Golden Girls when we heard the news about Betty White's death, so we had to binge 30 or 40 episodes to show our respect. Hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil I'm Scott Welcome to the show, rest in peace, Betty White A lot of
1: people dying Oh, Seems like a, a, I don't know what it is though, like right around New Year's time But it seems like a lot of celebrities choose that period of time to die Yep,
0: yeah, they're just like, you know, season's over It's uh, feeling cozy here and a uh, good time to go Just mere days before her 100th birthday though That is, uh, that's, that's kind of weird to have that happen
1: That's a good way to skip out on a party you don't want to go to. Canceling plans. There you go.
0: There you go. There you go. Welcome to Wolves Cast, everybody. We are uh, in your podcast app of choice or web browser right now, speaking to you. Um, If you're listening to us on the radio, Something went wrong. We're
1: not on the radio. Yeah, I mean, you might be routing us through your car speakers, but we—if we, you're hearing this over a traditional radio dial—let us know Whoa. someone's pirating our feed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that might be cool. It might be a cool thing. You know, what I mean, it could be something we're, we're into. But yeah, uh, underground pirate radio. Let's do we'll it. See, yeah, we'll see. But uh, but yeah, we are. We're back with you here, Wolves Wolvescast. Uh, thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, we got Timberwolves basketball to talk about. There's so many great podcasts. How do we have time in our lives to listen to all the great content that we want to get done? One of just many, uh, great Timberwolves, uh, podcasts right here today on the show. We got week recap. Wolves went two and two this week. So, you know, we'll talk about some wins. Uh, we got full full court press. We're going to talk, uh, all-star votes. Uh, that's coming up real soon. the The first results are back, and so we have to chat about uh, Carl Towns and uh, and uh, Anthony Edwards. And uh, we, you know, we we dug into some uh, some stats on the Wolves' offense this year. Um, and then uh, Scott has a little something about a, a blind player comp here. You, you pulled some stats, Scott. The
1: way you said that made it sound like the player is blind and can't mm, see a blind, blind player, player comp. Blind player. People they do this a lot in fantasy baseball writing where they're like. You know, you would pay a bunch for Albert Pujols because of the name. But if we (laughs) took off their names, you could see that the scrub player is actually better, you know. I love it. So we got a blind player comp, not comparing players
0: who are blind. That's right. Uh, We have a sponsor. We're going to uh, have a very special power rankings. We are going to rank the best Timberwolves nicknames of all time. Um, That's going to be really fun. Uh, Weekly Wolfies and a game. That's how we do it. Mm, We didn't even
1: consider Drip Saunders.
0: No, no, I, I thought about it a little bit. No, I didn't think about Drip. I thought about Flip, you know, because oh, it's great nickname yeah. for Philip. For I, I, I
1: forget it. it's not his actual name sometimes. You're that's right.
0: right. But first, we have to get to week recap. All right, Wolves, this week go 2-2. Two two. Pretty good week there for the team. Although well, four games. That was, uh, you know, got a lot of games in here, Scott, in the last six days since we, uh, you know, or seven games, seven days, I guess, since we last did this. But the Wolves are now... 18 and 20 they are 10th in defensive rating 24th in offensive rating good for the 16th best net rating you know and, we went, uh,
1: we went 2 and 2 last week but yeah. we're 2 and 1 in the year 2022 oh
0: all so right so really winning record in this I love year it. so that's, far that's reframing uh, like the best of them i like that uh just a quick mea culpa the last few weeks i had the incorrect net rating um, on cleaning the glass they call it something different and i was actually looking at they also do like something about like the spread like the amount of wins away from the spread you are or whatever. So I, I don't know. Anyway, I think I have the real <laughs> clean-the-glass net rating now. They're 16th in the league, so there you go. Statistics are fun.
1: I know. You, you listen to this podcast for our, right. our deep dive into That's advanced right. analytics. But, That's uh, right. Mea culpa for this one.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, we... Or um, you a culpa. Me. Uh, uh, it wasn't me. me uh, yeah, Mia. Uh, so, uh, yeah, 16th net rating. We'll go with that. Uh, but, yeah, started off, you know, uh, in uh, in last year, Scott. Way, way back last year. and uh, My
1: New Year's resolution is to not watch another game like that I mean it felt like it was gonna it probably stretched out into 2022 with how many fouls there were in that game like (laughs) it was just free throws. It was, uh, have your phone out and you, you look at your phone a lot because we're going to shoot like 60 free throws. And by me, I mean the Utah jazz, uh, the wolves obviously did not get the whistle.
0: Yeah, that was, that was basically the reason the wolves, you know, got down big and, and stayed down for the most part of this game. They just, you know, they just kept, uh, kept fouling, you know, especially in that first half, but throughout the whole game, they were, they were very foul prone. And, you know, I think the jazz go to the line, you know, you know, they have one of the higher foul rates in the league, but, uh, Uh, Boy, (laughs) Wolves could not handle them. And they were still pretty shorthanded for this game. You know, I think this was Edwards' first game back, I think. Yeah, I think he played in this one. And Um, Gobert is now in the health and safety protocols. Yeah, maybe the Jazz will finally get theirs. Here. Well,
1: you know. I'm so so glad that's happening now that we're not playing them. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. So I will say this though. One thing I hadn't considered in my I'm just, you know, at home stewing about the referees and the foul calls. As you do. And uh I realized you know what? There's replacement refs too. Oh yeah. Refs are getting COVID just as, Like a third just, of the refs are out there. Exactly. So yep. you know what? I I gotta have a little bit of understanding for all the you know, call-ups. <laughs> the what is it, the G League revs? Yeah, it
0: is. That was something that uh on uh, as we record this last night, Win a Rojo cool City. That's, that's what Carl got his technical for. Apparently, was by t- telling the G League ref that like he's not made for this league or something like that, <laughs> like referring to his <laughs> his his sort of you know his G League status as, oh, as something that's holding him back. I and was wondering because
1: uh, that makes a lot more sense now. Because uh, you know on the broadcast it looked like he just kind of yeah. dismissively kind of waved him away one too many times, and it seemed like that I think was the Dane the tweeted tech. that Dane Moore because uh, that I think makes more
0: sense. That he was close. You know he's right there in media. And that's that's such a good that's such a good
1: insult it's worth the the fine
0: yeah that's a good one so yeah Wolves uh you know this was the beginning of a um, road trip for them and uh I think you have we played Utah three times now yeah I think so so you know Wolves have you know still yet to yet to win uh, against Utah this year maybe we can get that last one here I just uh, hope we get a full
1: strength matchup because I feel like we (laughs) haven't been at full strength and I don't think Towns has played in a Utah Jazz game yet because I always love watching Towns and Gobert, the, yeah, that, that cat and mouse game. So uh, I just want to see that happen with our fourth
0: game. Yeah, yeah. So Wolves we'll keep the keep the uh, party going uh talk tri- about
1: other teams that we've already played now for three times so, i mean yeah. we're almost done with seeing the jazz the lakers I think and the clippers all three of these teams
0: yeah. yeah we've played three times already and um, uh, or maybe this is the fourth lakers time for- i
1: believe we're we, we lost the lakers so now i think yep. we're two and one that's right them on the season
0: yep beat them twice and uh yeah, lost uh lost uh this it this game. Like the guy's back. Yeah. You know, here on uh on Sunday uh in LA. It was a back-to-back uh at uh, at the Crypt, at Crypto. And uh the Wolves uh, dropped the first one but get the second one um you know against uh against uh, LAC, not LAL. And uh but yeah, the Wolves I, I kind of thought that you know Towns or Russell uh you know would be back to play in this game, but uh you know they were both out. They they essentially missed the whole road trip uh, here, so that's unfortunate. But um, you know, I think we uh, gave this one away. We gave this game away at the yeah, end. Wolves, I think part Wolves of probably it probably should have had the one the Laker game.
1: If you if you let it, them stay in it, and then you get down to the crunch time, and then you don't have fault. you don't have D'Lo or Cat, and they have LeBron James, like crunch time's not going to go your way. Yep, no yep. one's better at managing those final minutes, no you point. know. Yeah, but I think it's wild. This stat alone: Timberwolves out-rebounded the Lakers fifty six to twenty eight. I'm guessing the amount of times uh, a team has had a 28 point lead or in the rebound differential, yeah. I'm guessing the times that team has lost is very slim.
0: Uh, well, Ben's had on the broadcast the other night uh, where he said, you know, I think it was the Clippers broadcast where he said, you know, some astronomical number, you know, yeah. teams that you know, you know, out rebound their opponents by 20 plus are like you know, hundreds, hundreds to uh, and uh, 15, <laughs> like 315. Right? I, I've been noticing
1: just this year because we've been really struggling with rebounding that I feel. Like, if there's a 10 rebound differential, we're losing that game. Right. So, just like to have a 28, you know, in your favor in rebounds and still lose Massive. that game. Unbelievable. So, I can understand Finch was really upset after this game. They were like, Nas had like 23 and 11. Yeah, he really he went great. off in the first half and they were like trying to get a little praise out of Finch and he was not having it. He was upset, but that's the kind of attitude you need because usually you're going to lose the second night of a back-to-back when you're in town, especially in LA. I guess we learned our lesson last time we were in LA. We beat the Lakers night one, oh. and then went out and uh, had a big party night in the town and we <laughs> really laid yeah. an egg against the Clippers. Well, a couple yeah. like a week later, uh... I think after we won a game, Pat Bev said something oh, yeah. to the team like, "Now, whatever you did after the, the Lakers same. game, yep. don't do that again." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah don't yeah, do yeah. that again. That's right. Do the opposite. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, they took that lesson. It's nice to beat them. I mean, the Clippers were severely undermanned, but that's just the way it goes sometimes these days. The Clippers really embarrassed us t- t- two times this season, or three times. Yeah, they've already beaten us twice before yeah, this. Yeah, and so. it, it felt like three losses because they just spanked us both times. So it was kind of you know apprehensive. Uh, you know, had a losing streak coming into this game. Didn't didn't want to be the team that lost to the Clippers without Kawhi,
0: Paul George, you know, most of their good players. Well, and they were out without Zubac and, and Hartenstein in this one, too. So it's like, you know, all their bigs were out. So another night where it's so like, okay. Baca started that center. Yeah, Baca. So it's was like, okay, well, there's another night where it's like, get them on the glass, win in the paint, you know.
1: Thankful, Philly. It was a nice homecoming for Pat Bev. You know, the second time he's played in, for the Clippers, against yeah. the Clippers in L.A. this year, but uh, he had a great game. Uh, I think he had 12 assists or something. Yeah, yeah. So he had a great game, and Ant showed up to play and that was uh, enough to get it done yeah hitting
0: tons of threes in this game too so they were they were they were falling the Clippers couldn't uh couldn't get couldn't get their act together and get back in front in that one um so yeah good to finish off the road trip with a win right there and yeah the Clippers uh Clippers homecoming there for for Pep. I think they they already done that once already right they already played them there like you said yeah they played there once right and did the tribute for him so yeah. this was more of just to go out there and play get the at the five from uh, from Balmer there. That oh, was it was
1: great. I mean, Pat Bev mm-hmm. was doing the, the being a nuisance, like yelling at other Clippers players. Then in the middle of like chewing out a Clippers player, walks to the baseline, dabs up Balmer, and comes back just mid flow of That's a game. It.
0: Yep, so good. He's just rolling. Um, and then the Wolves uh, finish out the week with a win uh, back home at Target Center Wednesday night against Oklahoma City, ninety eight to ninety. And uh, thank God. you know,
1: thank God we won that game. Wolves
0: got out in front really quick. we were up thirty to ten after the first quarter, and then uh, you know, kind of proceeded to take the take the foot off the gas for the next two quarters or so, and. And, uh, you know, let let OKC get back in the game. Um, you know, I think it came back and tied the game, maybe even led by one or something. And um, But the Wolves were able to put it together kind of in the end there. And If uh, you could take name control.
1: five Oklahoma City players to me, <laughs> especially five that played last night, because yeah. Derek Favors is kind of a big name. He didn't play. Yeah. So, like, if you could name five OKC I mean, players to me, any, I'd be surprised. because no vets. It's just uh, an off-brand lineup, uh, you know, yep. instead of an off-brand player. And so it would be... Very embarrassing. I know the Wolves have a lot of times in the past dropped these games where it's like, oh man, this team has nobody. Everyone's injured. It should be an easy win for us. And I thought we were seeing that collapse happen last night, so I'm really glad that they ended up pulling it out. A win is a win.
0: Yeah, and Carl Towns and uh, D'Angelo Russell back in the lineup here. That's their first game back, and Carl looked pretty good. D'Angelo Russell did not. He had a really tough night uh, both shooting the ball and just a lot of you know, his bad turnovers, which harken back to the beginning of this season so I think their deal is just some guys just need more of a ramp up time and he's showing now well, he, he got now COVID he's, he's he got
1: guys. COVID more recently so yeah, maybe I mean, yeah. he's still recovering a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. But they shortened the quarantine time to five days maybe he's not ready to come back but it's still good to have him on the floor and I thought it, you know the kind of the story of this game was the closing lineup in the fourth quarter we had uh mm-hmm. Jalen Noel out there That's closing right. it down I think he was six for six from the game he perfect was too
0: good they had to have him out there and the Wolves you know part of the reason why Oklahoma City was able to come back is, you know, the Wolves stopped turning them over, and that's how the Wolves were scoring. That's primarily how the Wolves have scored all season, is to get turnovers and get easy baskets. So yeah, Oklahoma City protected the ball in the second half, and the Wolves' offense was terrible, and Jalen Noel was uh, needed. His offense was very much needed, and uh, Malik Beasley, you know, continued to miss shots. So, you know, Finch went with Noel, and uh, that's that's, uh, that's who they needed to, to help that get that offense going down the stretch.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, it's funny because we were sitting here scratching our heads. What are we going to talk about on the pod? <laughs> we've got some weird stuff. The blind player comp is something we've never <laughs> done before, and we were yeah. just reaching. Whereas the obvious podcast subject of the week, what all the blogs will be talking about is should Noel take Beasley's minutes? Ooh, Which interesting. is what happened last night is that Beasley's uh, second half minutes went to Noel. So I think uh, maybe we're just zagging wherever else we'll zig this this week because I feel like you'll hear that discussion increasingly as we go forward, as long as Malik's still struggling and uh, as long as Jalen Noel is ascendant.
0: I think it's interesting, you know, especially as the trade deadline approaches and – but I think it's a little short-sighted to think that you know Beasley's you know sort of shooting woes this year are uh, you know reason to just jettison him. But I what? mean,
1: he's got to shoot his way out of it. But we're halfway through the season now. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, totally. we, we were saying in the first week of the season, just give him a few weeks; he'll shoot his way out of it. Yeah,
0: Jalen Hill is a flamethrower. That's right. All right, uh, let's get to full court press here, Scott. We got to start off by uh, talking about uh, All Star votes. Here we go. Here's the tip. All right, first returns are back, and that means we have some we have some numbers to look at. We got some votes. Voting ends uh, in about uh, about three weeks here, the 22nd of January. And uh, just a little refresher: this is uh, these votes or are, are for the starting five for both uh, squads. I guess the starting ten. Because, uh, don't they, they pick teams, right? So, you know, yeah, yeah. they picked, you know, 10 guys will be picked. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, 50% of the vote is from the fans, 25 by the media and 25 from the players slash coaches. So this voting matters, but it's not the entire, uh, you know, final decision on those starting, starting players, um, but you know that's not quite as interesting to us as uh, you know uh, the the wolves that are on this list. Scott, the coaches will pick seven reserves, and
1: also and uh, you potentially said two wolves. You said it, Neil. That this is only twenty or fan votes, only fifty percent. Yeah, because right now Clay Thompson is fourth place in guards in the Western Conference. Hasn't <laughs> play Ki- a game. <laughs> Kyrie Irving uh, played his first game last <laughs> night. He's in sixth place of the guards. Right, so yeah. in the East, so uh, it's one of those things where uh, it's, it's it's not quite a what was his name Zoo uh
0: already know that was the guy um, who
1: hurt uh Kawhi, who undercut him uh, yeah zaza
0: pachulia there
1: we go zaza uh, i knew there's a z it's not seven, quite baby. a zaza leading all players kind of situation <laughs> But it or is Jeremy Lin, <laughs> right? Exactly. This is why they had to ra- ramp down how what percentage of uh, yes. weight was given to the fans. But uh-huh. so you got to take it all with a grain of salt because th- there is a popularity aspect to it. Like I said, Clay is fourth in the Western Conference for guards. Andrew Wiggins is fourth in the Western Conference for frontcourt players. Mm-hmm. So you got to get that Golden State bump.
0: Oh yeah, best team in the league. It's going to happen there. But uh,
1: it's interesting. Andrew has three hundred thousand more votes than Draymond Green.
0: That is that is really something. That is super. super surprising because so, yeah.
1: you would think all the Golden State fans who are voting they're voting Draymond and Andrew I, I can't see a Golden State fan picking Andrew over Draymond so who are these other 300,000 fans like Minnesota fans Canadians? are we voting Canadians right
0: <laughs> the who are these extra people international flavor the Canadians are coming through there's no uh, there's no Raptors really to vote for right uh, don't even think uh, yeah what's his name didn't uh, see and that doesn't make the front court Van so. Vliet is 10th the oh guards. there he is way yep, down there votes. there he is Okay, so from a Wolves perspective here, the question is obviously, does uh, does Carl Towns really have a chance here to make the all star team? And, you know, he's not going to be a not going to be a starter. Um, You know, I believe it's uh, three front court players and two of the guards. So, yeah, you got to figure it's going to be
1: LeBron. I mean, the the guards who are leading right now are LeBron. I mean, the front court players are LeBron. He's going to be starter. Jokic, he's going to be a starter. And then Paul George
0: in third place. He's not playing. That, that last spot is up for grabs, I would say, cuz yeah. again, yeah, I mean, I guess on
1: uh I listened to the Low Post podcast this last week. He had Kevin Pelton maybe uh, on yep. it? and they talked about their their locks for the All-Star I game. wonder
0: who that third who the third front court should they be said, starting. They I said Gobert. Do, I would do Draymond. Probably. They gave it to Gobert yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, Gobert or Draymond I would have there.
1: But the good news is both Zach and Pelton had uh Carlin Towns as a lock for a spot on the Western Conference All-Stars.
0: It's looking that way. I mean, uh, as far as other front court players, um, like you said, Jokic is two, three is Paul George, four Wiggins, five Draymond Green, six Anthony Davis, and then seven Carl Towns with uh, just under half a million um, votes. So again, this is only... You know, this is only the fan vote right here, and the you know the the um, you know reserves will be will be chosen by by the coaches. So you know how many votes you get here doesn't necessarily um, mean anything for for reserves, but it's kind of a good like proxy of like who's in the conversation potentially. It's
1: interesting. It's uh, very I, interesting to see that Cat has more than twice the votes of Rudy Gobert. I thought the Jazz fans would really show up for Gobert.
0: Yeah, I think Rudy is someone who would be picked by the coaches over Towns. Yeah, but. A.D. would maybe not be, you know, I I think Anthony Davis with the injury, uh, even if he's available to play, I I don't think he's going to be in this game. I don't think he 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 hasn't been good enough this season. He's just kind of more of a name. So I feel like he's under Towns. Uh, Wiggins, of course, is going to be under Towns. I mean, he's getting some buzz. Maybe he'll make it just as the last guy or something like that. But you know, I, I, I do give him credit. I mean, Golden State really is the best team in the league right now. And uh, they've played so well. And Wiggins has been, a, has been a part of that. But Draymond, I think, is, is above him, you know, again, just for that Golden State effect. And he's he's potentially Defensive Player of the Year. So Rudy and Draymond, I think, are above Towns here. But those are the only two I'll, I'll put above above him as far as what I think the coaches will do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, LeBron and Nikola.
0: But th- yep. that's goes- those saying. are going in but so. so
1: i think yeah i think uh my betting i would bet excuse me on uh cap being on the All-Star team. I think what yeah. was kind of surprising when I looked at these vote totals is just from the way the Timberwolves have been kind of promoting it, they've really been pushing the d All-Star candidacy much more than the Ant All-Star candidacy. I've mm. seen a lot more tweets yeah. about d All-Star game from the Timberwolves account. So, it was interesting to me that Anthony Edwards is 10th in guards for the Western Conference and that he's above d I just thought d name would be there.
0: So, one, goes to show how popular Anthony Edwards is already. It's just more exciting, I think, to a casual fan, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, he's tenth on the guard. So yeah, you're not going to see him in the game this year. There's too many, too many names Unless above him. Unless there's and, like a
1: huge COVID outbreak right before the All Star game. Yeah, and then whichever have injury, healthy guys we can injury get,
0: injury replacements potentially. But, but yeah, you
1: yeah. could always maybe see him in like a dunk contest or something. So
0: yeah, even guys that you know are having quote unquote down years like Lillard and Westbrook. Like those guys will be in there above him, and just all the guys. On Lillard's this list. out now though. He, yeah, 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 he's, he's got an injury. Injured, we'll so, see if he's
1: healthy. Yeah, okay.
0: But yeah, looking good for Towns. Not so much. For Edwards, but uh, cool to see the list. And uh, have you well, voted yet, Neil? I have not voted. I gotta get my vote in. Another Uh Reserves. I, I looked it up on uh, Wikipedia. It's not here though. But uh, reserves are being announced like first week of. I think it's the first Thursday in uh, in February. So about a month. We'll I just know. don't
1: think it's a good tweet. You know, hashtag NBA All Star Karl Towns. That's just it. Mm. I'll, I'll vote on Google. There we go. I'll do there that. You go. I like it yeah. where
0: I can just submit it like a poll. Nice. All right, let's talk about the offense a little bit here, Scott. He's heating up. All right, Timberwolves' offense has been an issue all season long. As we mentioned, they are currently 24th in, uh, in offensive rating, according to Clean the Glass right now, which eliminates garbage time. But uh, we wanted to look at uh, sort of what is what has been uh, going well for the Wolves offensively and uh, what they could improve on. I think... Scott, you did a big deep dive on some stats here. I think the the main thing that kind of got us triggered on this was sort of the Wolves' lack of free throw shooting, especially, like, recently. You know, I think they've been down at the bottom, you know, a lot of the year. But just it feels like the last, like, week has been, like... Which is really... Maybe it's because the other team's been shooting a lot more than us. Like, it's, uh, you know, the difference on the floor. But, man, the Wolves just... Just, just can't get there right now and they just don't have guys who could do that which
1: is weird because for the past five six years even when we were a really bad team the free throw line was always something the Wolves were yeah. you know top of the league in getting to the line and shooting it so yeah, it's a bunch weird of
0: guys who are really good they, even back to like you know Kevin Love Kevin Martin yeah Kevin Martin was great to get into the free throw line Peckovich. Um, yeah, Peck would get hacked all the time Big Al um, and then Towns you know he's a guy who can get to the line a lot when he's on the floor which in the last few years hasn't been a lot and in the last two weeks hasn't been a lot so obviously he's their big missing piece as far as that goes but you know their other two big usage guys Edwards and and D'Lo they don't you know they are guys who who shy away from I mean Ant gets in there he's I would say a young guy who will hopefully have that number rise as the years go on whereas D'Lo he's just not in the paint that much he's not attempting shots in the paint that much
1: very level-headed people that I follow are asking why Ant doesn't get the whistle you know I mean when I say it you're like well Scott you're very sensitive to the refs yeah of course you're gonna complain about this complain about everything but, Jerry Wolves game. But I'm saying people who are not conspiratorial like me <laughs> see what's happening to Ant and say this is out of line yes. because he's getting hacked and he's not going to the line. They're giving him the rookie treatment maybe because he didn't play 82 games last season. It doesn't count as a full rookie season, but because the refs are all just like we're giving him the rookie season or treatment for two seasons in a row. It's really frustrating. Yeah, but I could see him going to the life. They started calling it. Actually, he would go to the line probably like five times a game. And D'Lo just yeah, it's not his game. He avoids contact. He's yeah. he's smooth.
0: He's not explosive. You know. Yeah. So what did you find, Scott? Uh, well, what the stat what were your here main finding. This, this is one of the path. ones
1: that uh, I took notice of. We are tenth in the league in personal fouls drawn. Nineteen point eight. I think all of these are per one hundred possessions. Everyone. So just so you know, because um, that adjusts for pace. So tenth in the league in personal fouls drawn. So we're getting fouled a lot. And that's kind of surprising because we don't go to the line a lot. So we're 10th in the league in fouls drawn, 25th in free throw attempts. That kind of boggles the mind. How can you be number 10 in how many fouls you draw, but number 25 in how many free throws you shoot? Mm -hmm. My best guess is because this team, we are first in the league in opponent turnover percentage. We are... Uh, let's see, 11th in the league in fast break points. So it's clear that our offense lives off turnovers and fast oh, breaks. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. You don't have to look at the stats to know that.
1: And so what I'm guessing is that we, if I don't know how to look up the stat, but if I can find it, I'm, I'd put money on the Timberwolves being easily in the top five, maybe leading the league in take fouls. Because when you're always creating turnovers and starting the fast break, then you see the other team do the take foul where they foul you at midcourt and it's not free throws. It's just you get the ball out, it stops the fast break. Maybe the last season we'll see that in the league because everyone wants to change it. It's really out of hand. So I'm guessing that's the only way in my head you would be able to be 10th in the league in fouls drawn and still not shooting free throws because you don't get free throws after a take foul. So... That's what uh, my first thought was. And yeah, I, it doesn't I, make
0: sense if you yeah you would you, those fouls would get ira- or they just have a strange amount of like side out like sort of non shooting <laughs> after yeah. five though it's a bonus you think it's that so maybe exactly. they so, are getting fouled exactly five times per ge- per well, quarter and they're all side outs like I don't know. This is
1: a lot on the Timberwolves, but also once again, if you're conspiratorial, maybe a little on the rest. <laughs> I feel like once we get into the bonus, we never go to the line. You know
0: that. Yep, that could be a thing too. And yep. I
1: think once again, it's. Probably probably... probably a lot on the Timberwolves we need to be more aggressive in those situations it's like Chris Paul when they get into the bonus Chris Paul is just like this is where I feast you know
0: super smart and so
1: we don't have guys who draw fouls a lot so that's what part of the problem is but um, it's just more frustrating because we're last in the league in opponent free throw rate. We send people mm-hmm. to the line more than any team in the league. So when you combine that with Oof. being 25th in our free throw attempts, I mean our free throw rate, I have it here yeah. as, as well, 26th in free throw rate. So when you're bottom in the league in taking free throws and you give up the most free throws in the league, you are, you know, like me sitting at home being like, these refs are rigged. Look at this huge disparity. But, <laughs> well, and
0: that discrepancy was definitely felt this week, you know, that Utah game and probably at least one of those LA games is like, man so many free throws they, this this team is going a lot not only are we not going but the, these these our opponents are are there all the time they're living at the line so uh yeah that's that's tough that's tough to roll like that Um, But yeah, how else are the Wolves scoring or not scoring?
1: (laughs) Well, basically the things we're good at in scoring is points off turnovers. We're second in the league in points off turnovers. We're third in the league in second chance points. Offensive rebounding is a huge strength. We're fourth in the league in offensive rebounding percentage. Thank you, Jared Vanderbilt.
0: still last in defensive rebounding?
1: Uh, 26 (laughs) in defensive rebounding. You combine it, it's 18th in rebounding overall. But we are getting our points off turnovers and offensive rebounds. And that's why when Vando's out, it really, really, really kills us. You know, it's like, we're the offense go it's like well that's that's what vando does for the team Man. yeah
0: vando he's not even just a uh like paint guy on defense too like he is turning he is getting those some of those steals right you know? absolutely like, so
1: i think that it just once again just shows how unheralded or you know how yeah. he doesn't get the offensive points necessarily but he's getting us all these offensive rebounds and that's how our offense lives uh, so shout out to vando for that um and then yeah we uh give up a lot of rebounds i mean in terms of opponent uh points off of let's see opponent second chance points were 19th so that's not good uh, we also turn it over a lot we're 23rd in opponents points off turnovers and we give up lots of fast breaks, twenty six in an opponent's fast break points. But one thing we're good at defending is we're fourth in opponent paint points. For some reason, we are not letting them attack the rim. I guess the low man scheme has been working out or something. Yeah,
0: defense is, is super good. But now, getting back to the shooting, Scott, what about um, what about the threes? Because you know, early in the season, we know that the Wolves were you know taking the most threes, you know, attempting you know you know either first, second, or third most most threes per game. Um, how is that holding up? And has there like in uh, percentage of how many they're making. <laughs> Has their conversion rate gone up because it was pretty low uh, to start to start the year and, and it can feel that way, especially when you take so many, but really again, it's just a percentage, right? So we're looking at good percentages, not necessarily the amount of threes you make uh, total.
1: Yeah, it, it's uh, not as bad as the Trevion Graham, Shabazz Napier sure. <laughs> yes, year yes, yes. where we, we were first in three point attempts and like last in makes. Yes, we are like fifth and or like th- between three and five. We're like third yeah. or fifth in attempts and we're like twentieth, twenty third in makes. Okay. So we're still hmm. missing a lot, but not as bad. You know, we're kind of. Closer to average. We're approaching on that. average, yeah. The interesting thing to me is right now uh, we are 24th in opponent three-point attempts. That means there's only six teams that give up more three-pointers uh, to opponents than we do. But we're seventh in free opponent three point percentage, which means we're getting very lucky. That's the worrying stat. Is if you're worried that they're lucky, is we're giving up almost more three pointers than any other team in the league, and yet we're seventh in the opponent's percentage. So if that goes up, you know that would be the kind of one thing I'm worried about with our defense, because that is where some of our defense has been coming from—is the missed three point attempts.
0: Okay, so yeah, so the threes, yeah, that's 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 something to look at. Yeah, I think the Wolves might, uh, you know, might part of their scheme is you know give up. Some of those, I mean, obviously they're not looking to give up threes, but I think they're, you know, they're in those pick and roll actions. They're they're really more focused on on the on the main action, and and you know, like you said, that low man help comes at the expense of uh, the corner three sometimes. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, so that can happen.
1: Yeah, I would say you know sometimes you get into the season and you start to feel like what's the DNA, what's the blueprint of this team, and I think this team lives on turnovers and offensive rebounds, and that's kind of like the big thing. And it's also the thing that hurts us. We're bad at giving up turnovers, fast break points, and defensive rebounds. We can't. Defensive rebound
0: it, right, so which means the other team's getting an offensive rebound. Right, exactly.
1: Yeah. So I, it just it's very interesting that you know I don't think we've cheered for a team that just lives off turnovers and offensive rebounds like this before.
0: Yeah, I wonder what happens next. Like what I wonder how the team can improve. They're still searching on ways to improve that half court offense. I'm just kind of curious on where that comes from because it's something i have had a hard time with. I think we talked last episode, maybe it was two weeks ago, about how the Wolves are. I heard the Wolves are one of the highest ISO play type play uh, teams in the league and they're pretty good at it, but I, I don't know if that's like a hard thing. And it's like, what of this is sustainable in that kind of way? Um, I think the turnovers can be, you know, that's something they've done throughout the whole year. And I don't think it's that fluky, so that is a way you can score. But I'm just wondering. I feel like to continue on the path they're on, they're going to have to get a little bit better on offense potentially. Um, I wonder where that comes from. You know, I feel like it's there's still got to be maybe some more of the threes go in, and then that's what it is. It's just like you know, like you said, we're approaching average, so maybe the three point percentage gets up to gets up to league average, and that yeah. is, makes enough for a team that sh- if you're shooting, if you're average. Averaging, you know, the you know third to fifth most attempts per game, it uh, serves to reason that. Hey if uh you know 3% more of those actually go in then that's going to have a big uh you know uh, that you're going to feel the results of that so if
1: if any, if D'Lo or Beasley or basically anyone on the team besides Towns has a little bit of regression to the mean just a little bit right. towards their better. career numbers yeah. then that will improve for us a lot because yeah. you know almost everyone on the team is shooting below their regular career 3 point percentage and then also just free throws like i said we're 25th in free throw attempts that is a that's easy point points you know yep. that's like one of the most efficient ways to score and it's always been something that we've had in our our back pocket and it's just like i'm sure that's what, part of the reason why towns is getting frustrated with the refs is that he's not going to the line like he used to so whatever we need to do um you know get ant there get cat there but that's the other big thing for our offense, is we got to figure out how to take more free throws every game
0: well said all right let's move on here He's on fire! All right, Scott, you in your in your stats diving here, you uh, you found something interesting. I don't know anything about this, but uh, you have you're going to tell us some stats from three players, but uh, we don't get to know their names until the end. So, no. what do you have here for us?
1: Okay, I'll give you the stat lines, Neil, and then mm. we can all pick what player we would like.
0: <laughs> so, this is uh, three players, and we just have to pick who we want. Yeah. Uh, on our team. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's not going to be the hardest decision. <laughs> so player A is scoring one point a game, has 1.5 rebounds per game, 0.2 assists mm-hmm. per game, and they're averaging five minutes per game. They have played a total of 94 minutes in 17 games this season. So one, one and a half, point two 0.2 is their line five minutes a game. On are these
0: average. Timberwolves players or are these players, these are players. across the league?
1: These are players across the league. Player B, 4.6 points per game. 1.8 rebounds per game, 1.1 assists per game. They are averaging 10 minutes per game and have played a total of 149 minutes in 14 games. So player 1 was 1, 1. 1.5, 2. Player 2 is 4.6, 1.8, 1.1. A lot of stats in this pod. Here's player C, everybody. 9.2 points a game, 4.6 rebounds a game, 5.2 assists per game, averaging 26.7 minutes per game, with a total of 720 minutes in 27 games. So I think we all know which player we would choose.
0: Yeah, the the third player, player C, has uh, the largest um, uh, uh, per game stats here in these uh, in these counting stats. But there's a lot more to basketball than just the three main counting stats, and I imagine that's maybe where this is going to go. But also, this player has way more usage. I mean, there and not usage, but uh, minutes played. That's right. they have over double um, the amount of minutes played. So it's it seems you know it makes sense that they would have double the the stats in, in, in a lot of the ways here. But yeah, you, you have a very low five minute game guy. You got a eleven minute game guy and a twenty seven minute. Guy there, so um, yeah, I don't know, Scott. Uh, obviously, the last guy has the most stats, but who are we talking about here? Who are these mystery players? These blind players? Three blind mice? Three right. blind? Three blind men? <laughs>
1: we'll, give, we'll give everyone at home just another minute, real quick. Not a minute, a minute, like twenty seconds. While I'm saying this, take your guesses. I think. Oh, we have maybe to guess you know it. who it is. No, who... uh, I'm saying if they have a guess, they should shout it out at the radios now. Maybe they're mm. already screaming, Neil. Uh, It sounds like you don't have not
0: enough info here. Yeah, just the you know score, just the rebounds, scoring and, and assists per game. Sure. No. Pretty tough.
1: Player A is uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez. Player B is Jarrett Culver. And player C is Patrick Beverly, everybody. (laughs) And what is going to seriously go down as one of the best trades of the last decade for the Timberwolves. Maybe one of the best trades in franchise history as we continue to see what kind of impact Pat Beverly has had on this team. But Pat Beverly is one of our best players. He's in our best lineup. He has changed the tenor of this team's attitude and intensity. And everyone on the team loves him. And we gave away two really bad players on bad contracts to get him. Like, just what a steal. Shout out to Rosas, wherever you are, man. You, you, you knew what you were doing on that one.
0: Yeah, trading two guys who were basically on their way out of the league. Um, and it was kind of yeah, more of a roster slash like money saving situation for Memphis, and you know they're doing fine right now. They're and like the Celtics, fourth in the fourth in the West right now, just cruising. They're like twenty four and sixteen or something. But you know, uh still it's it's still notable, even though it was kind of more of a situational thing of just like wow, how <laughs> how lopsided that was, and how much like the Wolves got the only guy who can contribute in any way, and not only that, but he's like starting and you know part of one of the league's best uh lineups. So yeah, Huge. and
1: he's already like like a top 10 favorite Timberwolves player of all time for me. Like I love yeah, Patrick. Fans Ketterly. love him. Fans love him. I yeah. loved him when he wasn't on the wall. So now that he's here, it's just like even better. He I, has lived up to every part of his reputation. I definitely
0: didn't love him uh, when he was on the walls. I've been thinking about that a lot of like, man, it really matters. <laughs> like it really changes. Like some, sometimes you're just like, when he's not on your team, like just kind of that, just that irritant guy. I'm trying to think of another example. Cause I feel like Noah was a guy that I, I liked like, I was like you, where I was like, oh, yeah, he's on the Knicks, he's on the Bulls. I still yeah. like him, whatever. But something about Beverly, I was like, man, this guy is, like, not even about basketball. He's, <laughs> like, he's like playing a different game out here, like, in a bad way. Yeah, I respected it, but it was still like, I, I don't like him. What about uh, J.J. Barea is a <laughs> oh, player a lot of people feel that way about. Yeah, I don't mind him quite as much because he didn't, uh, I don't know, he wasn't one of, like, the complainers or kind of, like, officials guys. Like, like Beverly and CP3, to me, are, like, these, like, guys who work the officials like more than anyone that, that bothers me, but of course it's great to have him on the team and uh, especially now I mean after that clippers game he was just Great and and, and I don't know
1: Breya got under a lot of skin. Like I remember, like back when Katie was a complainer. remember when Katie was wearing the backpack and he was like the nice boy and, uh, really, yeah, and that yeah, was like yeah. his reputation.
0: Yeah, early like, days.
1: I think I saw the first time I ever saw Katie get a technical in person was he was cussing JJ Breya out because Breya <laughs> just you know takes these dumb charges that he only he gets away with because yeah. he's so much smaller and just like he got under Kevin Durant's skin and
0: I'll always remember watching that uh, game. <laughs> yeah sometimes from the small. It's always the small. Always those guys have something in common they're like the smallest guy on the floor yeah <laughs> good times all right uh that does it for full core press and uh we have a sponsor to talk about right now we're very excited about this sponsor this week let's uh let's jump into it with the latest covid 19 variant ripping through the world right now many people find themselves in the familiar yet frustrating position of needing to self-quarantine While the CDC has recently relaxed the timetable for individuals who test positive, the long, lonely chill of isolation is a daunting test of patience.
1: But what does one do to pass all that time? How do you stay sane while maintaining your mandatory physical distance from everything and everyone you love? You'll receive the solutions to these problems and more when you call Isolation
0: Information isolation information is the totally free hotline that will connect you with a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves nearly every player on the team is fresh off a lengthy 5 to 10 day quarantine not only are they professional athletes they're professional isolators these young men have had first hand experience dealing with this sorrowful solitude but don't take our word for it listen to a few of our satisfied customers
1: yeah I'm Mike from Hopkins I tested positive for COVID and was stuck at home for a whole week. I called isolation information and was connected with Carl Anthony Towns. I asked him how he dealt with the extreme boredom. He told me to explore the rooms I've never been in in my mansion and then hit the indoor basement pool to relax. I don't have a mansion or a pool, but at least I got to talk to an NBA all-star.
0: Hello, this is Jeff from St. Paul. I was quarantined recently and extremely it was extremely stressful. Isolation information was there for me in my time of need. I talked to Jared Vanderbilt. He told me that working out helped him stay calm when he was away from the Wolves. He advised that I reach out to the strength and conditioning coach to put together some high-intensity interval training sets together for me to use. I'm not on the team, so I don't know how that applies to me. Vando's a nice guy, though.
1: Hi, this is Taylor from Egan. Just wanna say thank you to isolation information. I'm a really bad cook and on a strict vegan diet. I was connected with Anthony Edwards to chat about my issue and assured me that my personal chef would be more than happy to prepare and hand deliver three meals a day to the front door of my penthouse condo. Well, I told him that I don't have a personal chef and he just said, oh well, you're the one, Jack, and on up. Also, he used the word thirsty pretty often. Does anyone know what that means?
0: So the next time you lock yourself into your home due to a worldwide pandemic that shows no signs of slowing down, call Isolation Information. We've got guys who have been there before, standing by with totally relatable advice for all to hear. Thank you to Isolation Information for their support of Wolvescast. And up next, let's get to the Power Rankings. Yep, put them in order. We're going to put something new in order here. I'm surprised we've never done this one before. I feel like we've uh, we talked about Timberwolves nicknames uh, a lot.
1: And for the record, we've done 177 episodes, and we did not verify that we've Damn, never done
0: this before. We, no. we don't remember doing it before, but we just, we just thought about it. If for you were a
1: to tell me that we had, I wouldn't call you a liar. I'd be like, yeah. I better check it out
0: to see. It. Yeah, we wanted, we wanted to rank uh, the all time best Timberwolves nicknames. Here today, we want to make the official proclamations of of, uh, the best in franchise history. And this Um, is,
1: you know, something Neil and I are passionate about. You know, mm -hmm, we care, mm -hmm. you know, uh, despite all the advanced statistical talking at the beginning of this podcast, that's not really what we're about. We're not really why we go to basketball. We're about cool jerseys. Yeah. Nicknames, uh, Nicknames. cool courts, mascots. Those are our favorite things in the league. So, uh, but this is something that we've felt very strongly about, which is that there's too many lazy NBA nicknames like Mm -hmm. KD. Everyone calls him KD. No one calls him Kevin. Very few people call him Durant. He's got other cool nicknames that people don't call him like the Slim Reaper, Durant Great nicknames. But everyone calls them Katie or like CP3. And these are just really lame because you're just doing initials and maybe a number.
0: Yeah. We're not going to count those in this ranking. Um, So we're throwing out all the initials. We're throwing out anything that's just like a brief uh sort of shortening of your name especially if it just sounds just like your name for the most part we have some some uh you know some some who get a pass but um it's that and it, it, you know it makes sense because it's like we've talked about this before it's like there's two different kinds of nicknames there's just like the shorten your name slash do the initials so that i can i can you know tell you that a, the pass is coming on the court or so that i can like call sure. call out a defender or whatever. Um, and so that we get it, that's why that happens. That's why the KDs and the you know the ADs happen and stuff like that. But we're here to. We can to, all hear
1: uh, Ricky Cat, right? Cat, yeah, you know.
0: we know that that makes sense. But we like what we're ranking here today are the more um, you know uh, inventive, more inventive, more interesting, um, something with a little bit of a backstory, perhaps something with uh, more than three syllables. You so know?
1: sorry, Cat.
0: Yep, no cat.
1: No K-Love, no K-G, no K-Mart. Yep, <laughs> that's a K. <laughs> V8 is fun because it's an engine, but yeah. it, once again, it's the letter and the number. Yep. d low. it's not like we're calling it D-L-O. No. But it's still d low. It's so, not going to so, cut it. So
0: So those are out.
1: There's like w- one or two exceptions we'll talk
0: about. But. Yes. So uh, we got we to gotta count this down. I guess we start from the bottom, huh, Scott? Should we do that? Yeah. Start from the bottom. Oops. <laughs> Oops. All right, Oops. here we go. N-
1: number 10.
0: Number ten is uh, Josh Okogie, who goes by Nonstop.
1: Nonstop, call me Nonstop. Either one's great. I mean, call me Nonstop is probably what I say a little bit more, but he's telling you to call him Nonstop. Either way, Nonstop. It's just a perfect uh, name that goes with uh, the energy he brings. Like. KD. Here's another one. Easy money sniper on Instagram. That's a, that's one because it fits you know kind of his game. He shoots three points really accurately and very easily over people because he's so tall.
0: And it's already his handle. Like this, this one really works too because it is a like handle or username that that Josh actually uses and to my knowledge used before he entered the NBA. Yeah. So I like that too because it has like longevity to it. It's like he came into league with this. It was not something he just earned in the NBA. It's like he had this before.
1: Yeah, and I mean you seen sometimes, I think, Ant, when he came into the league, he had to change his handle. he he you know Maybe his agent reached out and got the Anthony at Anthony Edwards because I think oh, when he came in, it was like Ant in the numbers and stuff. Interesting, yeah, yeah. And uh, so J.O. probably had that option and decided to keep it, call me nonstop because it's, like I said, he, he's nonstop. He brings the energy. And if there's anyone on the team who I would be confident in giving me energy, it would be J.O., you know? So, there it is, number 10. That's him. Very fitting. All right, let's take it to number nine. This is, uh, you know, maybe not one we called the player so much, but it was definitely a nickname, and that is uh, Nikola Pekovic is the Godfather. Yeah, I think uh, you know the big one for this is that whenever Peck Peck liked the nickname, that's how it started. Someone called it to him, and Peck was a huge fan. That matters. And so then the arena got into it. Every time he was scoring buckets, they had a Photoshop of Pekovic, you know, Godfather Photoshop, and they played the music from the Godfather. That's right. Yeah, and like so, the black
0: and white and the red. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think the combination of the in arena fun and like Peck really embracing
0: it. (laughs) <laughs> yes.
1: I don't know what it is with these international guys that love Godfather. I guess I shouldn't say that. It's considered like one of the best movies of all yeah. time. I shouldn't be like, why do people like Godfather yeah, so much? Yeah, you know? junkie
0: movie. No, but yeah, this is, this is one that, yeah, it's, it's hard because we, we did um, put into account um, like if fans used it. You know, it's like right. a lot of guys had nicknames that were, you know, a little bit longer, a little more involved that maybe we didn't hear or fans didn't say it that much. So this this that's why this one maybe slipped down our rankings a little bit more as it sure. wasn't – you we, know, people done. just call him Peck. We're not in the crowd yeah.
1: going, Godfather, God, yeah, yeah, Godfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Peck. If you see a big play, you're like, whoa, look what Peck just
0: did. You're yep. like, what did the Godfather just do? The imagery worked and just the idea that he was, you know, a gangster-like figure yeah. I feel like you know, like a dangerous kind of guy. I think. I mean, word it, it is work.
1: after he got out of the league, he got involved with uh, yeah. some, some of the. Well, I'm trying to think of a nice euphemism for criminal organization. <laughs> yeah,
0: some some syndication. Yeah, some uh, specialized businessmen. But I think also just like the god, I think the Godfather works because yeah, it's just like you you don't want to mess with him. No, like it's like that idea. You he, know, he's like, going to make you an he's offer. He's like a strong, quiet guy <laughs> that you just don't want to mess with. Exactly. So that's why that uh, is number nine for us.
1: And if you had a daughter, you could ask for anything on her the day of her wedding <laughs> number eight
0: uh, number eight is Wally Zerbiak, a.k.a. Wally's World. We had to give it up for the alliteration here. We love that. We love... Um, you know, there's not many... I think this one's good, too, because there's not many... This The name Wally, just uh, how many NBA players ever have been named Wally? John uh, Wally? John, I don't know. Yeah, John Wally. Uh, I don't know, but... Uh, yeah. I, oh, it, man. If that's he, why it works. If
1: he was a player now, maybe we'd give him the Wally, like the Pixar right. movie yeah. nickname. But this drafted was right around that time.
0: Then. I think another
1: aspect of this is that, you know, I was a, a, you know, a precocious young youth when, while he was on the team. And mm-hmm. I don't think I could have pronounced Zerbiak back then. You know, it's That's a hard name. a great name. point.
0: Zerbiak, one of the most complicated spellings in NBA history, multiple Z's, multiple C's. Yeah. I mean, it's a mess.
1: So this gives you an out, like, uh, you know, I think one of the reasons why Giannis's Greek freak was really popular, especially early in his career, was a lot of announcers didn't know totally. how to pronounce his name. so That's the go, main reason. It's, it's the Greek freak. So I don't have to try and say uh, Kumpo on air. And, you know, so having a hard to pronounce name can really you know give a lift to a nickname
0: you have yeah it it makes the nickname way more useful and um yeah i think that is the case it's a great point like if people just say because they don't wanna either they can't say or don't want to say all those syllables and it's the same thing for for Zerbiak where it's like there's a lot of syllables there I'm not even sure if I'm saying it all right. So let's just go first name. I know what that one is. Oh, you are Wally. So uh yeah a lot of people just call him Wally so Wally's World went in there. We looked it up. It's a it's a reference uh, of a vacation movie. There's yes. a water park
1: they try to go to called Wally World. Wally's
0: World, yeah. So um yeah and again just alliteration works so Wally's World's number eight for us. All right, let's go to number seven.
1: One thing about this list, too, is we had to wait certain people. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like we, we love the custodian. Uh, Brian Cardinal. Great nickname. But he was only on the Wolves for like one, maybe two seasons. So he's not really a a weighty figure in Wolves history. So there is a weighting that goes on to players who, you know, played a pivotal role in this franchise. Yeah, or
0: like Jimmy Buckets. I mean, we'll get to our honorable mentions. But yeah, yeah, if if you didn't play long for the Wolves, even though you had a great nickname, it's it's hard to put you on this list. So we tried to go with more tenured uh, players on the team.
1: Which brings us to, uh, you know, this is, you know, a real figure in franchise history. That is... uh, Stefan Starberry
0: Marberry. Wow That may be a little too low For some people I think Starberry Is a pretty iconic Nickname And you know We love it Because it was He turned it into his brand uh, and Not only his personal brand But his actual brand he had a, a line of shoes uh, Famously like uh, You know Low price shoes Affordable for all um, and then you
1: could get, I thought you were going with a literal brand in the sense that he branded himself with the logo by tattooing it on the side of his head, yeah, yeah. The star that's commitment with to your shoe M. brand, folks. You don't see MJ with the Air Jordan tattooed on the side of his head,
0: yeah. So, Starberry, you know, I, I think it, you know, again, it rhymes with his name, that's really good. You know, he was an all star, he was a star in the league, so you know, it just works on all these different levels, and um. You know, so so that's why it's there. Maybe just maybe just a little bit lower because you know I don't know. Again, I don't know how many people called him that in the era. You know, like um, Starberry. But again, it was his brand, and it it was something that continued to follow him. So yeah, that's why it had to be in there. And just again, the stature of this player uh, in the Wolves' history. It's it's so. tough to
1: know how how used it was because when we were going to games and watching like him, I was like more interested yeah. in where Crunch was like. <laughs> Yeah, we are looking through the matter. Starberries on the, the court. I'm looking for Crunch. Where's he at? Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> totally. So, uh, but Starberry's still really good, still strong. Had to be on the list. All right, that brings us to number six. Controversial one here, Scott. This is one of uh, the favorite players of this podcast, and probably the um,
1: shortest tenure of any player on this on the uh, list <laughs> on the
0: top ten. Yes, but somebody who has um, two great nicknames and um, you know, someone just a personality that we love, and of course. That's uh, none other than uh, Michael Beasley aka bee slash super cool bees. this is a this is a twofer right here. We've
1: never hit in it. We're our pro Beasley podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah and um, you know there's for so many reasons but you know I think some of these nicknames are why too. I mean I think they sh- I think super cool bees especially is is so unique. And um, he has know, it tattooed on his arm. Yeah, yeah. You spell it like all one word, or at least super cool goes together. I think basketball reference has super cool together than bees separately. But um, you know, I like that. I like that. It's just you know, just bees. I think that's the reason I like it is because I think just bees would be like the easy nickname for him to go to. But this is like um, amended. It's like okay, yeah, we can go with that. But we're gonna put something else ridiculous in <laughs> front. It's super cool. Like I don't know how he got that, but it's so weird. I like that. It's just like it's a it's a pl- Plussed up version of the simplified nickname.
1: Yeah, I love it. It, it rolls off the tongue easily. Unlike like Malik Beasley has a nickname. Neil, do you know what it is? Um, Beast, the mutant.
0: Oh yeah, so that's close. Is, yeah. Beast isn't mutant. Yeah, no, He's an X men yeah, But so.
1: Uh, so yeah, the mutant. And so that's such a weird way to take your nickname. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's a little too different. So BZ uh, B E Z super cool bees. They just flow out of your mouth. You might yeah. you know if you stumble over saying his name, you could you can recover by turning it into the nickname. Save your save your face. So uh, super cool bees. We love you bees. That brings us to number
0: five. Number five is uh, Tom Googliata, aka Googs. A little controversial here, you know. Googs just a it is the simplified version of uh, googliata. Maybe they're more like goog, like he was just goog. But I, we really like that it's pluralized for one, um, two. Uh, I like how G O O G S. Like his name is like G U G. You know, yeah. so I like that it has the double O in there. And as you just referenced, Scott, this is something that you know across all sports. Um, you, could if you get a player who has the ooh sound in it fans um, can take that and really mm-hmm. run with it, it makes uh, if you don't know any better like why is this player being booed yeah it's like Jason no, Kubel got that a lot Koob, with the twins. yep yep Koob's, Uh and everyone says no 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 we're not booing him we're saying Googs yeah you know? absolutely. so I feel like every, so many teams must have had players like this in their history where it's like yeah you do or Luke if you ever have a Luke on the team sure Luke you know you say that so uh, it's so good and, and Googs was a classic player for, for the Wolves a former All-Star so. and
1: like the Godfather if I'm not mistaken they used to put this name on the Jumbotron uh, at games. Yeah. Yeah. and get the fans all going, Googs, uh-huh. not, not Googs, 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 but the holding out the Googs. <laughs> yes. And so I feel like there's even merch with it on there. I think the Timberwolves yeah. really embraced this nickname and because of that, it's one of the most memorable. You yeah. know,
0: We love it. We, and I, this is just a fun one to say. I think this, this one more than any of the others was like said in the stands. Again, as you said, it was on the screen and stuff like that. So a, a real a real fan favorite in that, like you could say it in the crowd together. Really really good one. And uh, yeah, shout out to Googs. I don't know where you're at these days, Googs. But see see on the podcast sometimes. All right,
1: soon. we're getting into the top four. Here's Ooh.
0: number four. All right, number four is uh, Tyus Stones Jones. Here, that's right.
1: We, we used to have the uh, the sound drop. We don't have it yeah. anymore. Sometimes sound drops yeah, get rid can of fall them. between the cracks and yeah. stick around like we still have some older <laughs> ones but uh, we used to have and I say it goes a little bit for well, fun it's a fun name because yes. especially after you know he do you guys remember when Duke won the championship and he was the, uh, the tournament's most outstanding player wow. and he just was always 2016
0: super... uh, I want to say because Towns was yeah, drafted 15 I think you're right. or we're yeah. in the same draft it was the same draft so, so it was so 15, 15. Yep. 15. Yep. yeah Jaleel Okafor Tyus yeah, stones
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, it was just how clutch he was you know and yep. he. that's Tyus' game. He's maybe not the most explosive player, but he's cool under pressure. You know? Not he's not going to turn it over. That's right. And so he really took that game by storm. And then the team went to the White House. O- Obama you know, had them all up there. And he he even called it out. When the President Obama calls you Tyus <sighs> Stones, I think that, that elevates the nickname a little bit. And that yeah. was our sound drop was Obama going, Tyus Stones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's great. I mean, it rhymes. We get the local angle here. People in Minnesota love Tyus. And, um, yeah, I, I think just like the yeah, the rhyming word for Jones Stones, this is, is so good and it fits with his play. Um, just, just it fits in so many levels and, uh, um, you know, it had to be really high on this, especially because, yeah, especially when the president says it. It becomes more, it's not just like, oh, Timberwolves fans know what this is. Yeah, this is the
1: President of the United States referencing your balls. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: and, like, something you did, like, on the national level, Yeah, absolutely. This was, like, everyone was watching the Final Four. Like, people know him, even if you don't know, like, the NBA. It's like, people saw that happen.
1: Some nicknames you get because your name sounds funny, and some nicknames you earn. And Tyus Jones, clutch play earned him the name Tyus Stones. You got to respect it. I love it. All right, that brings us to number three. There we go. We're in the
0: top three. Number three goes to Sam Cassell, aka Sam. I am another, two S's, two L's. Uh, another. Oh, that's a good nickname <laughs> too. Another rhymer here. Scott. Sam. I am. Tyus Stones. Uh, can't go wrong with that. We got the. We got the. Uh, the Doctor Seuss angle here yeah absolutely <laughs> right so uh, there's, there's yeah.
1: just like some nicknames that make the players name so much more fun to say that it just it makes you talk about the player more because you want to use that nickname
0: you know yeah this one's good too because it's like it's a uh, it's sort of it's it's very if something if this player does something well it, yeah like you said it can be like something the announcer says like I can just hear like Kevin Harlan saying oh, Sam I am with the three you know or yeah. you know something like that like it really works for a broadcast um, just because I, I don't know I don't know what just like with the way it is, like Sam, I am. Like what? What do you call it? Like a like? What kind of, of part of speech is that? Oh. Or what kind? Of, you know, it's like an affirmation or something. It's almost like a. It's like a boastful kind of saying, like Sam, I am. You know, it's like it almost is like a newspaper headline or something like that. Like it just it works so well, and, and obviously the player um, here matters a lot to the team, and you know, while he wasn't on the team for a really long time, obviously had you know some of the best uh, you know, years in, in Tim history. So we got we gotta love that, and that's why. Uh, that's why he's way up there, Sam Cassell. But yeah, he's got a couple of them. He's got the big ball. I don't know if big balls is really his name, like nickname, but. it was yeah. really the dance. Two S's. The yeah. celebration. Yeah, two S's, two L's. And uh, he's got a bunch of them, but we like Sam I Am. That brings us to number two. All right, number two is uh, Freddie Hoiberg, everybody. We had to put this one really high up here because of the story behind it. Fred Hoiberg, uh, his nickname is the mayor. And that is because he was uh, quite famous when he played. Uh, I believe he played high school basketball in Ames, Iowa, as well. Before uh, you know, being a, being a Cyclone, and then eventually becoming the coach out there. Um, so he is beloved in the city of Ames, Iowa. And the story goes that uh, he was so good at basketball in Ames, Iowa, that uh, he was written in for mayor uh, in mayoral uh, votes. Um, for a couple of years, there in Ames, so he got lots of lots of people and Fred Freddie Hoiberg as, uh, as, as as who they wanted to be the next mayor of Ames, Iowa. Um, I don't know when that was, late '90s or something like that. So that's just a great story, and then that that nickname just follows you across. <laughs> And he's now the mayor. So. I, I
1: like uh, nicknames that are titles,
0: you Yes. Know? and so and also, the custodian, like right. you're saying, yeah, yeah,
1: totally. And also just like it's, it's a lower form of government. You know, you're not the governor, you're not El Presidente, mm-hmm. you're the mayor. Yes, It's just yeah. provincial, local, I like
0: it. local government. Yeah. Really good. So, uh, yeah, the mayor and uh, Freddie Hoiberg, you know, much, NBA much TV beloved.
1: is just showing a bunch of classic games during the days, and I put them <laughs> on while I'm working. And they had a 2004 Wolves-Suns game on the other day, and Hoiberg was out there being the mayor.
0: Wow, Steve Nash in the game? Steve, Nash, yeah, yeah. And Amari, yeah, and yeah, Sean Marion. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, great. Yeah. It was a really fun game. Great stuff. All right. Well, they had
1: to cut away from it though because they went to a press conference of some sort. I was just like, "No,
0: why are you doing this?" <laughs> uh, um, all right, well, it got- was the
1: Dirk press conference. Oh, oh, why okay. did you do that?
0: Dirk retirement. There yeah. you go. All right. Well, Scott, there can only be one at the top here, and this player is uh, generally at the top of all Timberwolves lists.
1: We're gonna we're gonna say number one. Then we'll pause for a second so you can all shout it out. Number mm-hmm. one. That's right. You oh, said it. It's the big it. ticket. How'd you know? It's just not only is it the most, you know, influential person in franchise history, but like also it's cool that he had a nickname that was unique and used when, like we said before, he already had KG. Everyone mm-hmm. called him KG. But like that was just his name. The, the big ticket or the ticket even was, uh you know, that was the, the nickname.
0: That was the one that went beyond his, his, uh, yeah, initials nickname and believe- the big ticket punches. Kevin Harlan right there just classic I believe he was the one that coined that term it was it was either him or Trent Tucker it could have been Trent Tucker maybe I'm wrong but uh, we also have a Trent Tucker draft that's gonna break. One of our loudest drops, um, but uh, appropriately so, given what's said in there. So, yeah, Kevin Harlan—that's the other thing about a lot of these nicknames—is you can hear Kevin Harlan or or Tom Hanneman or uh, or yeah or um, you know Trent Tucker there uh, yelling them out. So that's fantastic. Big ticket, yeah. Like you said, super unique just it fits so well because especially for Timberwolves history, like this was to me, I, this is how I, this is how I understood this nickname of being like, this is the first guy who you like buy a ticket to like, Go see the Timberwolves for. You know? oh, yeah. Like, I think that was sort of like the point. It was like he was the ticket. Like, he was he was the ticket to the Wolves getting better, but then it was also like, this is the reason you're buying tickets. Yeah. He's it's the guy you him. came to see. Yeah. You know? And the Wolves never had that guy before him. You right. know, like they, they didn't have a star, they didn't have an all star. So
1: it also works for when you're going to other towns, too. You know, like yeah. that's what, you know, it's the draw. God bless LeBron James, who says, I play hard every night just in case this is the one game this kid got to where he was on the road and he came to see me and I don't want to have like, you know, a scrub night when the. When one time you get to see LeBron James kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and that was a big ticket. The Wolves had come through town and you had to come out and get that ticket to go see Kevin Garnett because at his peak, he was one of the most electrifying players in the league.
0: Absolutely. So no surprise there who are number one. We mentioned the kid, but we like the kid. More. Yeah, that was good too. Duck kid. Duck kid. Um, but let's uh, some honorable mentions. Let's here. just
1: go back and forth on these. I All mean, right. Cool. We'll, let's not even necessarily say the player's name. Let's just say the nicknames. Okay. And we'll
0: let people at home
1: match the names.
0: Yeah, these up. are faves in, in no order. All right, well, of course, Smitch. Yep, Salty Smitch. Uh, Spree. T-Hud. Mad Dog. Get Buckets. Fourth
1: Quarter Foy. Cookie slash Cookie Monster. The Custodian. Shack of the Mac. Maple
0: Jordan. Jimmy Buckets. Ant slash Ant-Man. Trebuchet. Belly slash Professor Big Shots. The Professor. The prince, the caged lion slash one for two, and deloading. Ooh, I like deloading.
1: Yeah, we forgot to. We just kind of like D-Loading. Who's it. the it's prince?
0: Uh, Torian Prince. Uh, it's
1: Luke Mbamute because oh, he's actually a prince in that's Africa. Right. That's right. That's
0: right. <laughs> Good times. All right, there you go. Those are the nicknames, and um, let's do some weekly wolfies. We just gave out uh, the top ten nicknames, but uh, more awards are forthcoming. Your weekly Wolfie. All right, let's uh, let's award some people some things. I'm gonna get us going here, Scott. I'm awarding uh, an Instagram account that I really like, a basketball Instagram account. Um, It is uh, from an account. uh, The the person's name is Max is nice, and Max is nice. Scott is uh, is a guy who um, mimics NBA players. He is very talented at picking up the types of things that players do. And, um, oh, I've seen this guy. And yeah. he wears the jerseys. And he... <laughs> He wears the jerseys of players and then just mimics their movements on the court. Whether it's how they dribble, how they run, how they shoot, um, body language stuff, body all body language stuff, and and really, um, he actually is a very good basketball player. But this guy, um, to me, what he does is the tiny ticks that these players do on the floor, like the way LeBron like puts his hand in his jersey and like straightens it out, or the way he uh, like Luca like touches his hair and moves it to the side, and all of this stuff. Like he's so good at the little tiny things that these players do that it just is delightful and it's um, stuff
1: that you don't consciously recognize <laughs> yeah. players doing but then you see him do that and you're like wow that gave me such LeBron vibes I can't I never realized he does that with his jersey so much but yeah, yeah.
0: It's that kind of stuff, and I've been watching him for a while, and uh, he just keeps getting better and better, and getting more like resources. And he, he used to like just do this like outside his house or like in his front yard, and now it's like he's in gyms and stuff, so getting more people in on the act. Um, if ever there's like an iconic dunk or something like that by someone, he'll try and like re- reenact it. So, um, an iconic charge, maybe Anthony Edwards. <laughs> you never know; he can do it all. Um, I love his Zion. His Zion run is so funny. He just yoke Jokic really well. Um, I'd love it to see him do the Gorgie Jane run. <laughs>
1: I don't think Gorgie's big enough to get that kind of treatment. <laughs> I know
0: some of the minor guys, but know, like uh, a
1: shuffling kind of run.
0: Yeah, check out Max is nice on uh, Instagram. We'll link to that in the show notes.
1: All right, that brings me to my weekly Wolfie. Yes, my so. girlfriend
0: says I look good.
1: Goes to Carl Anthony Towns, who you know was obviously uh, feeling a little lonely during quarantine. Used that opportunity to get on Twitch a lot. Uh, I was following oh, some yeah. of the Twitch streams and. You know it's yeah, the seemed,
0: one quote, yeah, the one Jimmy, the Jimmy quote.
1: Yeah. And uh you know, I thought, you know, there was a lot of fun stuff to follow. It did seem like he was feeling some symptoms though for a while there, you mm. know. It wasn't completely asymptomatic for him. But yeah. uh he mentioned, I'm a big Marvel movie guy. He he was binge watching the Marvel movies. Oh. And the last one I watched, he just got done with Captain Marvel was ready to do go to Endgame. So I'm going to be tuning in to the stream to see what his Endgame opinions were, but he liked Captain Marvel, which is, if you're an MCU head, you know, that's a controversial opinion. You know, I've always been kind of split on the movie myself because I don't think it's made for me. And so, like, I feel like sometimes the things I don't like about it are maybe things that other people like. So it's hard to kind of be objective about it in some ways. But Cat was like, he he started out, like, asking what the stream thought. And everyone's like, oh, it sucks. It sucks. You know? And he's like, actually, I liked it. And so uh, I respect it, Cat. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what you think about Endgame. And, you know, you want to go to any MCU movies, I'll get the tickets. I get those opening night tickets. You just got to show up.
0: So this is Towns watching the MCU. Yes. That's what he gets the uh, Wolfie for. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe more importantly of like being on Twitch and, and, and you know, giving his thoughts, his yeah. reviews. He's very accessible. Everyone's you know? probably watched the movies, but he's out here being like, all right, well, let's get a conversation started.
1: He's a lot more unguarded on uh, Twitch. So that's fun to see, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's might totally. get him in trouble a little bit. You got that Russell yeah. Westbrook uh, yep. little flare up, but uh, that's just clickbait journalism right there.
0: Just keeping it real on Twitch. That's what he does. All right, there we go. That's Weekly Wolfie. It's time to wrap this amazing podcast up with a game trivia thing of sorts. Scott, tell me about it. What are we doing? January sixth, two 2021,
1: a day I will always remember because it was the day I got my puppy, Piper. It's a gotcha day.
0: We rescued her. She's great. Oh, what a good, what a good dog. Yeah, she really
1: is. I, I should share photos of her with the Wolf's cast community. She's great. You Give
0: her like a dog Jersey or something. Mm,
1: that'd be great. That'd be really good. She, I think she's done growing. We can get her a Jersey. Yeah. Ricky Woofio or something like that. Get customized. <laughs> All right. Not cat. Cause you know, she's a dog. Uh-huh, yeah. We'll figure something out. Um, so gotcha day is the theme. Neil, I'm going to give you NBA day or I'm going to give you dates of the year. And you're going to tell me what current Timberwolf we got on that day. Oh. So it's, what dates that the franchise acquired players. Sure. Via trade, draft, anything. Signing. That's right. At all. Okay. So we're going to get started, Neil. June 25th, 2015. June 25th. These are all active Timberwolves right now.
0: June 25th, 2015. Well, that's right. I just said I think that's uh, Carl Towns draft night, so... Uh... You know, could be multiple people. Maybe Buck got Tyus and Towns in that same draft, but I'll just keep it easy and say Carl Towns. This is it Towns? That's all correct. right, there we go. We
1: did get Tyus, but he's not on the team anymore, so oh, these are all active Wolves. Got it, got it, got know, it, got it. Currently on the team. Okay. And yeah, you know, almost the whole roster got flipped up really recently, so Cat is by far the longest-tenured Timberlund. Mm-hmm. All right, Neil, from the farthest away to the most recent, August 25th, 2021.
0: <laughs> August 25th. That is... Everything's so strange with the you know shifting timelines of the last few NBA seasons seems even even for this year that seems later in free agency. So maybe that is uh, when that trade happened that you mentioned earlier in uh, in the podcast with with Patrick Beverly. So I'm going to say Patrick Beverly for this one, Scott. Yay! What a trade! What Way a to trade. go! Way to go, Yeah, if we got to remember that day.
1: <laughs> All right, Neil. Well, let's rewind it to November 18th, 2020.
0: November 18th, 2020. So this is pre uh, the season starting last year that started on Christmas. Um, uh, November eighteenth, twenty twenty. So this might have been Anthony Edwards' draft night. I'll go Anthony Edwards' draft night, November eighteenth. What a weird, what a weird time for a draft.
1: Yep, draft the draft night, the, the only NBA draft that didn't take place in June. Every wow. other one that the world's have ever participated That's a great, that's in a great June stat one. right there.
0: Great trivia right. And there.
1: technically, it's not Jaden McDaniels as well because we drafted. Uh, Polo or whatever Pokasevich or whatever the OKC Pukusheski, guy is yeah. Yeah, and we traded for Jaden and that trade couldn't happen until two oh, days later fascinating. so Jaden came two days later yeah, even kind though we quote that. unquote drafted and the Lakers technically drafted him so, so he's going to be wearing in his photo on draft night <laughs> we'll alright now this is the only one that is two players okay it's the only date we acquired two players okay February 5th 2020
0: Feb 5th, 2020, okay, so trade deadline or some or, uh, um, of that, yeah, trade deadline right before the pandemic hit, 2020, um, that's when we traded for Beasley and Vando, Be- Beasley Vando.
1: That's right, good job, uh, we traded for like d like two days later. There was a lot of trades going on. That was the, you know, kind of two, three-day stretch where Gerson <laughs> fired off all the trades. Uh, but the only one that netted us two players at the same time was Beasley and Vando. Oh, they they
0: traded Jeff Teague that week, too,
1: or that time? No, that was, was, like, a month earlier. Yeah, they no, did yeah, Alan yeah. Crabb, yeah. Jeff Teague, yeah. AC. Yeah. We had, like, an episode where we really went hard on Alan Crabb, just, like, deep dive, did a quiz, made jokes about his name. Yeah, yeah, that was his nickname, AC. Like, yeah, AC yeah, 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 and, like, it was, like, the title Air of our pod, and then, yeah. like, he was never on the team again. <laughs> it was just like, wow, that's, a, that's an episode that's always going to be very antiquated. But, uh, yeah, who, who knew that Vando would be, like, the best part of that trade, you know? Crazy. So crazy. Wild to think about. Yeah. All right, Neil, that brings us to our final one, June 21st, 2018.
0: Ooh, June 21st, 2018. Also sounds like a draft thing. June 21st, 2018. Who do we get in 2018 still on the team? Um, is it, uh, is it uh, Nas Reed, potentially, Do we draft him? He was undrafted. We signed Oh hell.
1: We signed it? him, but yeah. this was actually Josh Okogie the other ten year oh. Timberwolf, the other the second longest ten year Timberwolf. Crap. Like I said, almost Should've every gotten. other team every other Timberwolf has been, you know, Yo. added to the team in the last two seasons, basically. So J O. Old school. There he is. All Got right. Drafted.
0: There you go. I got most of them right. There you did go. four got out of five. Four out of five. Very ain't Bad. So there we go. So there's some gotcha dates for everybody. Gotcha, everybody. Hopefully, uh, you uh, gotch gotcha this podcast <laughs> in your podcast <laughs> feeds. Yeah. Hopefully you. Uh, Hopefully yeah. you don't
1: got you some COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go.
0: <laughs> Hopefully it got you some some t- some Timberwolves tickets to see the team play uh, when they come yeah, back shout from this road out, trip. I just
1: learned this today because I saw it on Reddit. You can get free tickets from Arby's if you just go. We in, have the three promo. Into, yeah, you go into the app. You go to the Arby's page in the app, and sometimes they'll say bonus on the bottom. You scroll down and you get three tickets. And Sometimes go, yeah. they're lower both. So there you
0: go.
1: If you didn't know that, I mean, it'll give you an option to open up the app even if you're not planning to get a beef and cheddar that day.
0: Nice. Well, thank you everyone, for listening to this episode. So sort the of Wolves cast, the team is, uh, you know, back to something resembling full strength and uh, they have got some soft opponents coming up. So hopefully a little bit of a winning, uh, winning period will be happening here. And um, you know, we we'll get uh, get back to get back to five hundred.
1: We got the Thunder, the Rockets, and the Pelicans this oh, next bring week. Them on. I'm going to be go. upset if we if we are not having a
0: winning record. By yeah, we week. need to have a winning record for next week. So we'll be thinking about that, and we'll be talking about that next uh, episode of Wolves Cast. Uh, make sure you're subscribed and everything, and check us out on Canis Hoopas, where you can find our show. We will talk to you next week for another fantastic episode of Wolves Cast. Yeah, I know. It was it 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 was sickening, man, because I was playing Madden when I heard the news. So, you know, I had to beat somebody by like 30, 40 points to show <laughs> to my t- respect. respect. Yeah, for sure. <laughs>